0: Everybody. welcome to the hallmarkies podcast we are really excited today to bring you a special episode we are recapping the movie that went straight to hallmark movies now uh and then it's on the fifth is going to be coming to hallmark hallmark movies and mysteries uh we we were really excited about it every time a bell rings and i'm film critic rachel wagner and betsy from hallmark happenings is here hey, guys <laughs> and then my friend abby is here hey everybody both of been on before but it's it's uh it hasn't been it's been a while so people might not remember uh who you are so why don't you introduce yourself to our audience uh, starting with you abby uh
1: my name is abby kid i live in washington state and my history with rachel is uh my husband and i did both star wars this was like five years ago or yeah. something <laughs> um <laughs> star wars podcast with rachel and then we also have done a Harry Potter movie rewatches together, uh, which have been really fun. So I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, Abby and Jamie, they were my very first kind of foray into, help me with my very first foray into podcasting. Uh, we, leading up to The Force Awakens, we uh, recapped all of the... Uh, the star wars movies that have been up to that point and uh, it was really fun and i just got the got the bug and <laughs> ended up going with it uh so yeah that's been six years can you believe it that is wild <laughs> i feel very old <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but what about you betsy why don't you introduce yourself
2: Sure. Well, hi, everybody. I apologize for my uh, poor audio quality today. I promise you, it's never like this, but uh, thanks for having me back, Rachel. Um, I started back in May, and I kind of just talked to different actors from the Hallmark movies. I recently did a GAC movie, so kind of venturing out a little bit, and this technically is Hallmark movies now, so look at that. Uh, But yeah, no, I, like everyone listening, just love Hallmark Channel, and it's fun to get to talk about it with other people who love it, like I do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And your podcast, Hallmark happenings is a lot of fun. So people should check it out. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So part of the reason why uh, I wanted to particularly showcase, because we normally kind of lump our films together, I wanted to particularly showcase this film was because it was written by a friend of the podcast, Elise Murray, and I love her so much. And I think she did a great job with this. And we also, you know, we had just interviewed Erin and she executive produced this, uh, she was a producer on this film and she was very involved with Elise. And uh, so, I don't know, I just felt like uh, I felt invested in it, even though I had nothing to do with it. (laughs) And I wanted to to talk about it. Plus, I think it crossed some some boundaries uh, that uh, for Hallmark, uh, and I think that's exciting to see what uh, what they're doing and how they're telling new stories, and uh, so yes, every time a bell rings. This was on started on the 18th uh, for Hallmark uh, Movies Now on the app. It stars Aaron Cahill, Brittany Ishibashi, Ali Liebert, and Wes Brown. Uh, and the little summary is: three sisters reunite in their hometown of Natchez, Mississippi. After a long time apart, they're surprised to discover their late father had planned one last scavenger hunt for them to find the family's wooden wishing bell, a beloved annual holiday tradition when they were young. As they search for clues in the days leading up to Christmas, the trio visits local childhood haunts around Natchez that hold special meaning for them. In the process, their sisterly bond is rekindled and each learns an important lesson about what they want in life and in love. So, Abby, what was your overall thoughts about this film? This was by a large margin
1: the most progressive Hallmark movie that yeah. I have seen on many fronts, on many fronts. Yeah. Not just on the like same sex stuff. Like there were multiple ways that this mm-hmm. was very progressive. My overall thought was I really liked the movie. It was cute and fun to watch and had like, you know, satisfying storylines and if this is the direction that Hallmark is moving, I'm in.
0: I'm sold. Yeah. Yeah. what did you think, Betsy?
2: I actually really, really liked it. I did not even look up the plot summary before watching it, and so I just was like, okay, we'll see what this is about. I thought it was so nice. One, of course, the other things that you already mentioned, Abby, but, like, the three sisters being the focal point and not just, like, the girl goes back to the hometown and the guy and they rekindle a relationship. I mean, we've seen that, like, hundreds of times. So I just thought it was so refreshing just to see these sisters and their like sisterly moments together. That was my favorite part because it added so much compared to what I feel like we normally see in Hallmark movies. It was just mm-hmm. like, let's see more of the relationships outside of the expected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, I appreciated the progressiveness as well, very much just because it's new, it's new stories. Like I think that's exciting. And, and even if you have the similar story beats, if it's with new characters who are who are in, are experiencing different, uh, different experiences. It feels fresh. It feels new, you know, that, then that's exciting. But I, I think as somebody who ha- I have three sisters myself. Um, I definitely really related to that whole dynamic and we're all four of us are all very, very different. And so that kind of that, and we, we when we haven't been all four of us together in so long that I, but I can imagine that, when that does happen, eventually, (laughs) we're all four together. I can imagine that having that uh, kind of excitement, but also slight awkwardness that, you know, I don't know, just the dynamic I thought was really real and definitely felt true to me. And, you know, of course, you love each other, but there's also just a difficulty in communicating, which I think was very effectively portrayed in the film. And so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. It definitely, it, it had all the feels. It really felt more like what they call in literature, women's fiction rather than romance. And, and I think that that was refreshing. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Cozy Up with A Very Bavarian Christmas, a delightful Christmas novel by Katie M. Reed. Holly Noel Brigham is trapped back in her hometown personalizing ornaments at the mile-long Christmas store, and she doesn't even like Christmas.
1: As Holly works through fractured relationships and embarrassing misunderstandings, she stumbles upon love in the Bavarian-themed town from which
0: she tried to distance herself. Bestselling author Crystal Payne says this about A Very Bavarian Christmas. If you're looking for a holiday-themed read that will warm your heart but also make you think, this is the perfect pick. The storyline and characters draw you in from the get-go and you'll find yourself relating to their struggles and cheering for their victories.
1: Available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook.
0: Pick up A Very Bavarian Christmas for yourself and the Hallmark fans on your list at averybavarianchristmas.com. That's a very Bavarian Christmas.com starts out. You kind of get the background of the, uh, of the three sisters and, uh, they're, they're each, they were each adopted. And how did you feel Abby as someone who you have, uh, you're in, worked in foster care and also have an adopted child. How did you feel like they handled that kind of dynamic of the story? that uh, that was
1: handled uh overall I thought it was handled really well Mm -hmm. Um, there were definitely not any real like major missteps which is refreshing like that's that's actually exceedingly rare Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's no major missteps as far as like being actually overtly offensive right um (laughs) but overall I thought the adoption thing was handled well they used modern adoption language um -hmm. they used uh, like biological parent placed for adoption, etc. cetera, uh, they center the experiences of the adopted people, mm-hmm. which is really important. It tends to, we tend to like center the experiences of the adoptive parents as saviors, mm-hmm. which is not really what adoption is about. It's about, you know, providing families for children who need them. It wasn't like inspiration porny on any level. right which those kinds of stories, especially when there's foster care was specifically mentioned. So at least one of them, we don't know which or whom was adopted from foster care. Mm -hmm. Um, It may have been all three of them. We don't know for sure.
0: One thing that I, and I don't know how, I guess, accurate this, but I liked the fact that each one had their own sort of feelings about connecting with their birth family, uh, that there i thought that that was i I would imagine that's true to true to life is that some people feel that need and other people don't
1: i i found the other sister's responses to her finding her birth mom like when she asked them about biological Mm. parents i found them a little maybe more just kind of blase than i would have expected yeah like regardless of whether they want to have contact or not, mm-hmm. um, I think most adopted people have some strong feelings about yeah,
0: you, you would expect that they would at least be empathetic of wanting that, even if they right. didn't want it. Yeah. I just I, I think I just
1: expected a little more from their responses. Mm-hmm. Like there's their responses were perfectly realistic. Like there are absolutely people, adopted people who are like, I'm really not interested. There are also, too, there are a lot of adopted people who do connect with their biological families, and that satisfies their curiosity, and they don't feel the need to, like, stay connected mm-hmm. for long periods. That's total, those are both totally
0: realistic scenarios. Yeah, Betsy, what did you think about how they handled sort of the adoption element?
2: Well, I think what was interesting towards the end when Erin's um, character, I don't know, I'm blanking out of her name, but when she, you know, was reconnecting with. Charlotte. Yeah. She was reconnecting with her birth mom and her birth mom was like, well, I'd love for you to, you know, on Christmas day, come hang out. And I thought it was interesting that she chose to kind of actually spend the day with her adoptive family instead of, because everyone's like, oh, my birth mom. And then they kind of like leave behind. It almost seems like the family that raised them, you know? So I thought that was a nice, like maybe slightly unexpected choice for homework, mm. if that makes sense, because it's kind of like, well, my birth mom, now I'm moving on by everybody else. But I, I like that she stayed loyal to the family she knew and grew up with. Um. And I, I don't have any personal like, knowledge of how that all works, but I thought it was, a, thought it was handled well from mm-hmm. what I could tell. And it was, again, a nice, refreshing kind of storylines that Hallmark doesn't usually tap into. But um, I thought Erin did a fantastic job as an actress in all those scenes. She's, mm-hmm. She was just great. She was very vulnerable and it was nice to watch. And I loved how all the three sisters just all looked so different, it, but they all were so close. I thought that was a great choice in casting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think the casting was really strong uh, and Erin uh, I think did a, did a good job and I can understand why she would lie about where she was going that day. Not that she even has to tell them anything. She can just, she's an adult. She, they wanna, she can just go, but I could understand her, her not wanting to, until she had met her mom and had the whole experience, not wanting to, to, to tell uh, everybody Um, and uh, and I liked that when she has the conversation with her with her mother that uh, I just that response was so lovely when her mom says I would have liked to have said thanks that was beautiful that was
1: really lovely I love the way that her that her adoptive mom responded her but her biological mom's response also was pretty like everything about her experience was pretty pristine Mm -hmm. from my perspective and that's like for a Hallmark movie that's fine <laughs> like, yeah adoption in real life is tends to be grittier and hard and mm-hmm. I mean the emotional range of a Hallmark movie is just maybe not going to fully yeah. do it justice Well, is just you- fine like I yeah. think I think given the context of it being in a Hallmark movie the way it was handled was very mm-hmm. was very good yeah
0: and and you only have so much time. And they really did try to tackle a lot in this movie. And I could see, I guess, that being a, a critique of it is that it maybe took on that it's somewhat cursory in its exploration of these themes uh, because it does take on a lot. But I was I was satisfied with... Uh, I mean, the only thing maybe I would have liked to see more of is, is, is actually the romance because I thought that Aaron and Wes had nice chemistry together. They just weren't together very much. Uh, it was definitely a... A smaller role uh, for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um yeah, you have so you have Emily, and she is there with her husband, Paul. And Emily is very uh, committed to her work. I forget what she does. I can't remember what her job is, but anyway, she's very committed to her job. and Paul, her husband, who she eloped with, which was kind of an issue in between the sisters uh, that, uh, she, she's there with her husband and that he is ready to start a family. She is not. And, uh, so that's kind of their conflict. Betsy, what do you think about that conflict?
2: Well, again, a true to life scenario that, you know, Hallmark does not normally kind of investigate. I feel like it, and it's so true. I mean, people are dealing with this kind of stuff all the time, you know, as far as like, the whole movie tackling a lot of stuff. I know Hallmark doesn't do this, but gosh, I love miniseries. I've recently gotten really into miniseries and it would have been so nice if they had three episodes kind of each focusing on each sister. That way they would get more screen time. We could really dive into the characters and their storylines because I think there was more left to be told, but they don't do miniseries. If they did, it would have been a great one. Um, But no, I thought it was actually interesting too, like that the guy Paul wanted to have a kid and then she really wasn't ready for that because it seems like it's kind of usually opposite but it was it was interesting um and they handled it well again and they kind of came to that you know resolution we'll see where we are a year from now but it's just it's lots of uh, more true-to-life scenarios and just romance with my old flame you know that this yeah. was a much more realistic view
0: yeah what did you think of that plot line uh, Abby
1: that might actually be what i think is the most progressive of the three Mm -hmm. plot lines yeah uh because to have a woman on you know hallmark is kind of like i think part of it is that hallmark is so they're known for being traditional right it's so not traditional to a have the man be the one who's really driving the desire to have children And it's really not traditional D, to have the woman say, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not ready for that. And have that be validated by everyone in her life. The husband, the mom, like the mom isn't begging her for grandkids. She's just like,
0: the, the mom starts out pretty awkward because she gives, uh, she gives them this handmade crib. Yes, that is definitely pressure yeah and uh, she i think she thought i i think she thought they were ready and didn't realize this was a point of conflict because she hadn't visited in a long time and so it kind of you know made sense it certainly wasn't she didn't mean to you know open this wound but it probably it wasn't wasn't helpful (laughs) but they had
1: told like or the husband had told her we're talking about starting our Mm -hmm. family yeah. So it was it was fair of her to do it. Yeah. I was
0: just like, oh backward. <laughs> but it was beautiful. And uh and and then it kind of came around once the mother then apologized for what she she had done and said, as much as I love grandchildren, uh, you know, I support you in, in all that you are doing. And I yeah, I thought that was really uh really beautiful. I mean, I, I I sort of also wanted to somebody to say like, I think that you will be a, I mean, I guess somebody did, they did talk about, but I felt like I wanted somebody to just be like, you will, you can do it. Like you, your choice is valid, but also like, I think that it's one of those things that I feel like you think that you can't do it until they, until you do it. You know, like I don't think any of us ever feels really like prepared to to be a parent, right? I mean, you always true. Like you're never really
1: ready to be a parent, but at the same time, like if that's not like it clearly is not what she wants, right? Then like it just Mm -hmm. isn't what she is ready, or you know, she doesn't feel like that's something she's
0: because the the main the main conflict seemed to be with her feeling like could she balance work and having a child. I don't know if I, if I felt like it was that she, uh, that she didn't want to have a child. So maybe if there was a way that they could, you know, talk about childcare, talk about, you know, some other things to reassure her, not that anyone should feel pressured, but I, I just, I, I hope that, uh, that she can get the confidence that she can do it. Cause I know that she could do it um but um but yeah it was a really interesting uh plot line. and i kind of like the fact that paul he was always kind of like stuck uh like cooking and like doing all the stuff that normally people do in these movies but he but they were off you know searching for the clues and he's there like he says that baking bread is his love language <laughs> i thought that was funny um uh yeah what did you think about that betsy
2: uh, about the bread love language <laughs> Uh, You know, I think it was a great opportunity to see a mother-in-law not be horrendous towards their yeah. son-in-law that is so overdone and I guess maybe it's realistic I feel sorry for anyone in those relationships but that was like again a refreshing storyline where they actually get along they're bonding she was so busy finding the clues they got alone time and got to like is even though we didn't see much of it it seems like they got close and it was just nice to see them getting along and he seemed like a great guy I thought he was just I was like if there's not enough guys out there like like that and then he was open and understanding at the end when they kind of came to like the idea that they're gonna wait at least he was understanding and didn't continue like pushing her so mm-hmm. i thought i thought that was fine and nice to see a nice in-law relationship <laughs> yeah it was nice
0: and i also i just felt like they did a very good job in this movie of like you felt the sort of the wound of that you felt the absence of this father so much and uh know the whole reason they had eloped was because she didn't she didn't want to have a wedding without her dad there and i mean i just thought that really hit home and you know when people are gone and you just feel that like hole in your family it's so hard i thought they they did that a really good job with that
2: Mm -hmm, for sure
0: yeah uh and so then we have uh nora allie's character uh, and she uh, she is lesbian and she had broken up with a girl named Vanessa because evidently Vanessa was very needy um, they had some funny kind of jokes about that and and uh, but the big thing with her is that she started a cafe the uh, board game cafe I think it was and it it totally blew up. It did not work. And so she fails all this embarrassment, especially with Emily, because Emily's so successful in her business. Um, so they have that kind of, uh, difficulty in their relationship. Um, and, uh, yeah. What did you think, um, Betsy about, um, about Nora?
2: Well, I think Allie is always fun to watch on, um, on Hallmark channel. She's always great. Uh, and it's been a while, I feel like since we've seen her, do you feel mm-hmm. like that?
0: The last time was that um uh, gift to remember two, one.
2: Okay, so that's been a while, but no, I thought she was great. Uh, just it's been a while, and now she's like directing. I don't know if anyone saw that with like Kimberly Sestad. I think she's directing the new series there. So good for her. Um, mm-hmm. I thought her character was great. Uh, obviously, this was like. Uh, Even though the other was progressive with um, that, the child situation, this was obviously the most progressive storyline as far as the sisters go. Um, And Allie did a great job at it and they didn't like make it feel like weird or anything. So it just seemed like it all fit really well into the storyline. And I thought it was all really well written too. Yeah. What did you think, Abby? Of Nora?
1: I love to see a queer character cast uh, played by a queer actress. That was lovely um I thought it was I thought it was really nice and well handled I kind of loved that it wasn't like a thing that she was that she was lesbian it wasn't right. like it wasn't like
0: a whole like it wasn't a yeah it wasn't a coming out kind of plot in, in right way. right right yeah and Which then was
1: nice <laughs> of the I noticed that was kind of an interesting choice I don't know if I like this isn't a critique it's just an observation um both of the women looked very traditionally feminine mm-hmm. like typically and i'm saying this as a queer person there's so like queer people often like intentionally dress and make their appearance look gay look lesbian mm-hmm. or gay right or whatever it is like because you want to signal to other queers hey i'm queer also oh, right right yeah And even if you look at Allie's Instagram, in her personal life, she dresses like, I look at her and I'm like, yeah, she looks like a queer person. Right. (laughs) Um, But neither of these women did, which I thought was, which that totally exists in the world too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's not unrealistic. And it's it's not bad to do that. Like, two femmes can totally be together. Right. Even if they look very traditionally feminine. um i just thought it was an interesting choice yeah to not to not have anything like usually like there's some piercings there are some or some
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh hairstyles or the way that they dress timberland boots flannel shirts
0: <laughs> you know? yeah yeah well we should i mean we'll talk about too that this is a warm weather christmas movie which definitely uh caught me off guard uh, <laughs> we'll think about that but uh, but yeah i agree Uh, that I thought that Allie was was really lovely and she ends up meeting this uh, woman named Maisie who uh, they have these cute kind of meet cute and moments and uh, I really loved on Allie's Twitter she said uh, she said spoiler alert in every time a bell rings Nora gets the girl never thought I'd see the day that I'd be playing a lesbian in a Hallmark Christmas movie this is progress and I'm proud to be a part of it also, Lindy Greenwood is a dream, and streaming now on Hallmark Movies Now. So, I, I was really happy for her because uh, she's she seems like a delight. We haven't had her on the podcast, but I'd love to talk with her. But uh, but yeah, I was really happy that uh, that especially when all of the um the uh, the mess with the ad uh, came out a couple of years ago that. i I knew that that she spoke out against it of course and uh and that was you know hard for her and uh i'm so happy now to see it kind of come full circle and her to have this experience it's it's really good yeah that's lovely i didn't realize like that
1: makes sense that it would feel like especially Mm. especially important to her
0: yeah and i thought they had good chemistry i i don't know what do you think betsy do you think they had good
2: chemistry I thought so. um, I figured that was like when we saw them getting like that special ice cream. I was like, I think I see where this is gonna go. And I thought, and like, I was, I think you were right, Abby, but it. it wasn't like a thing. It was just like natural and it just fit like perfectly into uh, all of their scenes. Just seemed like to go seamlessly together with the storyline. And I thought they were, I've never seen the other actress and I was like, oh, who are you? Yeah, I, but I thought they were great together. So um, mm-hmm. it is, you know, it's like, I think this was an inevitable thing. Eventually this was gonna happen for Hallmark Channel just because in the time we're in, you can't just keep going like with the old way of things. So I thought this was a nice introduction, like this movie, just in general, there were so many great things that were representative of today's modern age. And I love just all their scenes were so great together. And Her mom was there. You could tell the girl's mom was kind of like, she knew something was going on. So she'd leave them alone to have like a couple moments together. So I just, I thought it was great. I mm-hmm. thought all of it was really well done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that special, I think it was the Rob special, I think is what they called it. Cause it after the dad. Uh, and, uh, it was Rob or Ron. I couldn't, I couldn't tell, but, um, but anyway, and it was like, that's kind of a lame special. It's literally just a piece of mud pie with a scoop of ice cream on the side. <laughs> like they couldn't think of anything better than that.
2: <laughs> Everything else was progressive. Not that,
0: <laughs> but I have to admit that having a warm weather Christmas movie was, like I said, a little bit jarring for me. Cause I'm just so used to all the tropes. Of the snow and the, you know, all the the sort of the typical settings and i obviously they have Christmas everywhere, so that's ridiculous on my part. But I don't know, I just just it was a little bit like, oh, okay, this is a Christmas movie.
1: <laughs> I thought it was funny too because, uh, I mean, for one thing, one thing that helped show us that it was a warm Christmas mm-hmm. movie was the warm filters on the camera, yeah. like the warm filters they use. That's true. But it was so funny because like Wes is running around in like a sweater and a pea coat and a scarf and I'm like,
0: buddy's got to be sweating under
1: there. <laughs> yeah, <that's true.
0: laughs> yeah, and I have to hand it to Wes Brown for taking this pretty small part. And I mean, he's usually a leading guy and he's usually a pretty, uh, you know, I guess star in the world of Hallmark. And so I, I think it was pretty cool of him to just take the supporting role uh in where he, you know, is not he's just one small part in one of the sisters. Uh do you agree, Betsy?
2: Yes. And if they'd done that mini series, we could have gotten more West, but that's okay. Um, And he was great. I mean, he's just, he's so likable and fun to watch. And even though we didn't get much of him, it was nice Mm -hmm. to see him. And I agree with you because they could have maybe gone with a local and he was like, no, no, I'll do it. That was like added more to like the star quality of the cast. I think. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It just made it feel like more of a stronger ensemble. That he, that you had, and and I just I thought he was really funny when he's like, I'm not helping y'all with a scavenger. Hunt. <laughs> you don't get my help now. <laughs> it was funny. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store.
2: Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, Hardy or Hallmarkie in your life?
0: What about getting that T-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party?
2: Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store.
0: or see the link in the description.
2: That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies.
0: Um, what overall of the scavenger hunt did you think, uh, uh, Abby? Did you think it was kind of a, a fun setup for your um, a set piece for your story?
1: Yeah, I actually, I I actually liked that it like uh, it kind of functioned as a, as uh, just a device to move the, keep keep the plot moving forward in a yeah. natural way and it didn't seem overly contrived it it was cute and sweet and like a fun memory
0: mm -hmm. yeah it was really cute i like the fact they involved the dad being this you know making the clues or supposedly making the clues and and uh, it just it it gave the three sisters times time to just be like goofy and fun together so it wasn't like all trauma
1: well and it gave them a reason to to like to spend that time together. Like it sort of forced them yeah. to like really spend the time to reacquaint themselves with each other and talk through what they needed to talk through.
0: Yeah. And they could just be kind of cute and fun and not have to like always be sort of diving into the grief and these like deeper themes. I think you needed that. Otherwise, it would have just been too heavy, I think. Yeah. It wouldn't have been a Hallmark movie without that. No, it no. would have been, it would have been a drama. I did think it was really funny the clue on the ferry, when when basically Aaron, Aaron's character is like flirting with the ship captain. <laughs> I thought that whole scene was funny. That made me laugh.
2: Oh, it was. That was one of my favorite scenes. Is like the whole scavenger hunt. That was the funniest one where I felt like just kind of like I hope they don't get caught. What if they get caught? How are they gonna play this? And that was so funny. Uh, the other thing that I thought was funny with the sisters was when they were hiding when Paul was like looking for his wife, and they're like come in the closet, and they were all hiding and giggling in the closet, and he heard them, and he was like, oh wow, okay, that's how they are. So I thought like the sister moments were fantastic when you got to see them giggle, and then Erin yeah. revealed that she had a kissed Wes's character, and they were all jumping on them. Yeah, that was cute. Overheard it. I was like, it's like they were like ten again, and I thought that was just so sweet to see these grown women like go back to their youthful side. You know, the whole thing, I felt like the movie had like qualities of the sisterhood of the traveling pants in a way to where they're all like kind of distant now, but then now they're back and they're like connected in a certain way. And they each have their own like storylines, but they're all connected. I just thought it was nice to see these female relationships just having fun. You don't see that enough.
0: Mm-hmm. I was curious, Abby, about the adoption day scrapbook that they have. Um, is that something that's typical that like, an adopted child will celebrate birthday and adoption day sure that's common it's sort of
1: controversial actually in in the adoption world whether or not to do that because because for the adoptive parents it's like this exciting like we became a family day Mm -hmm. um but for the child it's also a day of of loss it's a day that they lost Mm -hmm. there but for some adoptive people it doesn't feel that way because you know, a lot of times the loss happened months or years prior and the adoption day is the day like I got to have a permanent family. Mm-hmm. So that is actually a pretty, I mean, the scrapbook itself maybe not be super common, but a lot of people celebrate adoption day.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I've wondered about that. I think they handled her birth mother,
2: Charlotte and that whole, that whole scene. Well, I didn't feel like she looked, I mean, I always think that the parents never look old enough to be like the parent of the child that they age there, but maybe she was young, you know, when she had her, that's kind of what they alluded to. But I always feel like the cast, you know, I'm like, okay, this mom should look 10 years older than her 40 year old daughter. I that do, was just something. That. do you agree with that? Okay. Yeah. I didn't feel if it was just me. I'm like, she must get a lot of good facial moisturizer. because She looks young, but um, no, I thought she looked a little young, but no, I thought it was sweet and positive. It wasn't too dramatic, even though it had some like kind of serious moments where they're kind of talking about like why it happened they didn't dive too deep into like specifics or anything but I thought it was sweet and you could tell that Erin's character really wanted to find out like that she made that a point that that was all she'd ever wished for on the bell so I thought it was a, just a nice moment and I thought you could definitely tell they'd probably stay in touch and kind of get to know each other over the years and I I just thought it was a nice like subtle kind of getting to know you moment yeah
0: yeah I I mean I think i would probably be even more emotional but it was definitely i mean everybody i guess responds to these kinds of things differently uh then i don't know some people just aren't criers (laughs) but uh
1: what do you think of that abby as with most of the adoption things in the movie it was very squeaky clean yeah like it was very you know devoid of the grit and uh like h- hardship and trauma that is present in adoption sit- situations. Um, that was pretty much like the optimal response from a biological parent, right? Mm. Where they're like um, supportive and they're excited to see you and they want to get to know you, but also they're not pushy and like trying to totally invade your life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, that yeah, she invites optimal.
0: she invites her to come for for christmas uh mm-hmm. to an activity uh, and uh yeah then like we we discussed they she says no i'm not gonna i'm gonna uh be with my family for that day but uh but yeah i thought i thought that that it was it was well done and it was a sweet scene and uh, it would be interesting to kind of see more uh how their relationship uh develops and um uh, then you also you did get a little bit of conflict between liam and charlotte he thinks that she should tell them that tell her family about uh that and he says i just don't know what he he says i just don't know what i want right now and he says i think you do know but i'm going to give you the space to make sure at what
1: point did they have that conversation was it before or after she had met her biological mom
0: it was after I was after, Yeah, I was right in the, he, well, they have their, they kiss in the car and they have their little thing. And then she tells him that she, they, that they, she lied about seeing her going to meet her mom. And we have, yeah, Maisie and Nora meeting up and she, uh, Maisie gives Nora the, the ornament, uh, for Natchez and uh that was really cute and then they have their kiss and so that that was i don't know if i know we've had a gay male kiss in a hallmark movie before but i don't think i can't think of that we've had a female kiss so that's exciting
1: i was kind of surprised that they had a gay same-sex kiss like a male same-sex kiss before they had a female same-sex kiss Mm -hmm. on hallmark
0: yeah yeah it was in the um the christmas house it wasn't the Leeds, but uh, it was um uh, last year uh liam and charlotte said it would be so worth it for me to see where this goes and so she decides we she decides that she's going to not be all all abroad all the time and she's going to try to make this work and uh then there's there's this this dedication at the end of the movie uh where i i wasn't really sure what it was some kind of art installation (laughs) something like that yeah I think I think wasn't there something about
1: like the town's decorations and Liam was fixing one that was kind of
0: similar yeah that there was like a bell or something like that and then this was like I don't know it was it was weird I wasn't like a statue or anything so I don't know why you needed like a dedication but I don't know I was like what is
1: this art piece yeah they like unveiled it like it was some big deal that was a little unclear I was a little fuzzy (laughs) on exactly what that was
2: it had a bell so I guess they're like this is how we tie it all together with the bell
1: (laughs) I think it was a thing the mom had been working on in their wood shop or something yeah
0: well and they did have the clues to the scavenger hunt were fairly are we supposed to believe that this that these clues have been there for like a long time or did the mom put them in just the day before i
1: thought we i thought it was Wes that
0: had like he had done some of them i think he, he had, had at least helped yeah because uh, my, like, my one impression... of them was just one was just sitting on the command board of the boat i'm like how could it be there that
1: long? for like two years right <laughs> yeah. that doesn't make any sense right. i my impression <laughs> was that when the dad died he had left in whole or in part the clues Mm -hmm. to the scavenger hunt behind somewhere in the house yeah and then the mom went and placed them the mom and liam helped like got together and put them around town for them this year when they were all together that was that was what i puzzled together in. yeah
0: (laughs) <laughs> I would love to do a scavenger hunt like that. I think that sounds so fun, but I don't know like my where I live that well. <laughs> I should know, but I think even though I, I've lived here since 2007, I should know where I live. But it's uh I mean it would be easier since they lived there their whole lives. But still, I think I would do very bad at this scavenger hunt. <laughs> but I did feel
1: like a lot of the clues. I mean, the clues were were fairly obvious. Yeah once Still, you knew what they
2: were
0: the only one that was hard was the uh i guess was the one that was in the um family tree and they went to the wrong they went to the their uh, records oh
1: yeah the one that was in the house mm-hmm. yeah but they had gone to the courthouse record
0: yeah whatever. well and charlotte really seemed to struggle with the idea of going into the chapel going to the church uh, because it was just too painful i guess for the memories of with her dad and, uh, that's the thing. I mean, you have those places that it's really hard when you've lost someone that, uh, that it takes, I don't know, it takes a while. So I, I, I could understand, I could understand that. Um, but yeah, I just really, I thought the writing was really good and I thought it just captured the dynamic of sisters very well, of adult sisters and, uh, the challenges, but also, you know, the love. Uh, especially when you have uh, sisters that are, I mean, very different and just have taken very different paths, like in my family. So that's what I, I related to it very much in that way. Um, so I think that Elise did a really good job with the writing and all the performances are really good. And overall, I just, I really enjoyed it. I didn't feel like it was one of those ones that was a downer. I felt very positive by the end of it. Um, so yeah, it's kind of my parting thoughts Is I just thought it was such a nice movie about family and, um, and sisterhood uh, and, uh, you know, all wrapped in Christmas. (laughs) So uh, what, what, what are your final thoughts on the film? What your favorite parts, uh, Betsy?
2: Well, you all made some great points. And with the scavenger hunt, how nice was it to have different locations and not kind of just be in the same, like two or three locations like a lot of these movies have. I felt like yeah. they were always in some some someplace new. So that was kind of nice. And I thought that was fun for all the actors. Like, oh, here's where we are today. But um, I haven't seen all the movies this season. There are so many, my goodness. I, I don't know how you keep up with so many different networks. I'm like in awe of your, your abilities to watch all that. But I of the ones I have seen so far this season, this is probably my favorite. It. I just liked everything about it it was just it was a breath of fresh air I hope they make more like this um I would watch it again for sure and I'm sure there are little things like you'll catch the second time around because there was so much going on also I watched this on Amazon Prime because it like connects your Hallmark movie now account there were no ads so I'm like could they have made it two hours instead of an hour and a half so there were no ads that would be so nice because I wish they could have developed these characters more I mean, do you think there is the like possibility of a sequel would you like to see a sequel for this
0: Well, I would love to see a sequel to it. And I hope that it does well enough for a lot of reasons. I hope it does well enough uh, to, to be worthy of that, I guess. Uh, But, uh, but also just that they'll continue to make these kind of movies. I think, I hope it does well enough. And I'm actually really glad that they put it on Hallmark movies now first, because it was just nice to be able to have a movie where only the people that wanted to watch it, watched it. And you didn't have to deal with the ridiculousness, you know, of the people of the Karens of the world, for lack of like a better word that you didn't have. That it was, there was just like this little pocket that was just people just celebrating. I mean, I looked on Twitter. I could not find a single, I'm sure they're there, but I, at least what I could see was just celebration. And that was really nice. And I feel like if they had, if they had put it on homework uh, movies, mysteries first, it would have gotten all of that and i don't know i was just glad that they let it be happy hmm. experience for a couple of weeks i don't know if that very happened. true uh what are your sort of parting thoughts uh, abby on the, on the film as far as the sequel
1: goes you could do so much with yeah. sequels to this movie so much mm-hmm. so my parting thought is hallmark people if you can hear me please give us more like this please more
0: yeah, i agree well, thank you so much to both of you for talking about this film with me this was a lot of fun and let us know what you think if you got a chance to watch it uh did you like it not like it put in the comment section we would really appreciate it and uh betsy how can people find you
2: Well, um, I don't know if you have to put the WWW in, but just in case you do, that's there. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. I like once a month post on the other social platforms because I forget to get busy, but if you want to follow me on Instagram at Hallmark Happenings podcast, that's where you'll find the most stuff. I really appreciate you letting me get to chat with you and Abby today, Rachel, this was fun. It was really fun. And Abby, where can people follow you?
1: Uh, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Abby underscore kid, or find me on medium uh, as Abby kid.
0: And you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on round tomatoes. So please check that out and make sure you're following the podcast, the Hallmarkies pod and Hallmarkies podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews that helps us so, so much. Also, if you are watching on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our Patreon group, which is so much fun. And we have our watch alongs every month. And so if you uh, can support us in there, we would really appreciate it. And we have our merch store, which has tons of fun, festive designs. And uh, so please take a look at that and uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Merry Christmas. Bye everyone. Bye. <laughs>